The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Bright Pearl, the number one retail operating system for e-commerce, multi-channel retail brands, and wholesalers who want to grow fearlessly. First, you have to fire yourself from operations. Whatever you're doing, divide your business in marketing, sales, and operations. And if you are the founder or the executive team, you are in none of that. The three habits, daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit, they answer the question, what the heck is really in your control when nothing is in your control? You have to fire quickly. And this is the hardest part. It's not complicated, it's pretty simple and straightforward, um, but it's hard to do on an emotional level. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about strategy sprints for e-commerce leaders. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Does your fast-growing online retail business stand out from the pack? Have you taken huge growth leaps in the last year? If so, step up and be in the running for Bright Pearl's Lightning 50, the definitive list of the fastest growing online businesses in the UK and US. Head over to brightpearl.com. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kone Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and commerce teams. Each week on this podcast, we interview either a commerce expert, a founder as a digital native consumer brand, or a representative from a best-in-class commerce SaaS product, giving them a very tight remit to give you ideas to test right away in your brand. So you can improve commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your gross merchant value or sales. We are here to help you sell more sustainably to your market audience, customers, what have you. Speaking of which, um, on today's episode, the one you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Simon Savino. Um, Simon Savino is a best, it was an author of a book called Strategy Sprints. And he'll be here to talk about how to apply strategy sprints um, from an e-commerce standpoint. His background is, is SaaS and services, but there are, you know, lessons to be, um, you know, just learnt from, from that methodology. And um, what, what I've personally found is um, e-commerce businesses that um, use, um, that just take on a SaaS, um, you know, just SaaS approach to growth tend to do better. Um, and I have seen like, um, you know, people from a SaaS background migrate to D2C and, and they're doing really well, whether it's from the service, you know, standpoint or from a, um, a startup standpoint, you know, whether you're building or whether you're servicing a builder, um, just the insights from SaaS, um, just the data-driven insights from SaaS just gives you an advantage. And, and that's why I had Simon come onto the show to, to really, you know, really shed some light. Um, he's been trusted by, um, or, has, or rather has, been, has worked with, um, you know, companies like 
um, Google, the pharmaceutical company called Roach, Consilience Ventures, and several other, um, you know, um, you know, enterprise and startup, um, fast-growing startups, essentially. So here's the, the, the jig. He has a methodology to help you grow, right, um, actually double sales in 90 days. Now, this is not a one-size-fits-all methodology, as you can imagine. However, he has like a 12-step sprint process that could be applicable to, to yourself. Um, so he breaks down most of the 12 over this conversation, just most of them. Um, he speaks very fast, by the way. Um, but he is a, an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to growth. Um, I, I was you know, quite impressed, I have to say, with a lot of what he, he discussed. And you know, right after the call, I, um, I, I had a, a short, I, I just reached out to my partner, business partner, Ayo, and I was like, Ayo, um, we need somebody like him to be almost like an executive coach while we're building out our portfolio of brands. Because if, if you don't know yet, I run um, a, it's, it's, it's a commerce platform. We're, we're, we're building a, a consumer brand platform essentially through acquisitions. So I is more the M&A guy and I'm the growth guy, the e-commerce guy. And we're just synergizing to, to build this portfolio of brands. And, and so I was like, look, at some point we would need to just sit down with, with, you know, with, with someone like him because he's so, so knowledgeable. Um, we talked about scalability, two levels of fulfillment, how to fire yourself from a sales marketing and operation standpoint, form, fit and function, finding better positions. So front row dad, not a weekend daddy, you know, so really just... How do you smartly grow a functional unit, a functional business without necessarily you being that bottleneck in it um, with very practical advice? So um, that's all I would say um, for now. I, I, I think it was, it was really compelling. Enjoy the conversation and I shall catch you on the other side. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get going faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Well, hello, Simon. Welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, you have a bit of a backstory, right? Um, before we jump into the intros, let, let's, what were your beginnings like professionally? Oh, you want to you wanna hear all the miserable past life of Simon? Okay. So I start with, like most entrepreneurs that are listening right now, I'm passionate about something. So I started, right? And so my thing was consulting, growth consulting, helping people double their revenue. So I'm about all things sales, all things marketing. So I fly around, I coach people, I help them solve their big problems. They're proud. I am proud. I fly back home. At some point, first year goes pretty well. I do half a million in revenue. I feel like it went well. And then my wife, my friends, they go, Simon, nothing is going well. We miss you. You are pale. You are miserable. <laughs> if you're here, you're just sleeping. This is not the Simon we want. Hmm. All right. Get your shit together, Simon. We don't need the, the super revenues. We need you back. And I was like, you are right. You are right. Give me just one more year, one more year. And so I had a couple of years to get smarter right? It wasn't, I was not running the business. The business was running me. Okay. 
and uh, it was really clear. And, and the business was was coaching. It was it was it was um, consulting. Yeah, I would fly to BMW, help them land one product in that one market better than their competitors. Right, launching a product, crushing it in that market. From concept to execution, that's my thing. And so I coach executives one-to-one. I fly there. We solve the problem. And, um, and I, I don't go home before it's solved. So I would fly every week to Bavaria for one client, to Paris for another client, to, to New York for another client, and to San Francisco for another client. So I had no life. I was solving the problems of my clients, but who was solving mine? It reminds me of classic, um, you know, um, therapist. A lot of therapists have this issue, um, and and they 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 normally will put in, um, you know, a way for them to get counselling. But just going back to to that, how long did you manage to continue with this lifestyle, and what was your family situation at the time of the start, and then um, up to the point in in time you decided, okay, this is really not the way. So I tried to get some time because I knew it's really tough to solve that. I knew the solution is I have to fire myself from operations. I need to get two levels above fulfillment. That was very clear. And I had to take the business model to a more scalable position. So what I did is get my friends and my wife to, to, to buy me more time. So I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me, I just finished this project. I just finished this project. And they were like, hmm, Simon, now it's the third project. And I go, oh, okay, you are right. Okay, I'm going to fire myself. Because at that point, well, I also became a father. And so I wanted really to be here. I had to find a better solution. I didn't want to be a weekend daddy. So I said, I wanted to be really a front row dad, somebody who is here. You know, when you have your, your events and you want your dad to be here, I want to be there, front row. And so I had to, I had to buckle up and, and change gears. So I got myself a business coach and I said, can you help me scale? Can you get me uh, two levels above fulfillment? And, um, and I found uh, help. And we went through a six months, super intense coaching. And at the end of it, I fired myself from operations. That was four years ago. And um, I was studying different other industries. And that's maybe one, one insight from that period. First, you have to fire yourself from operations. Whatever you're doing, divide your business in marketing, sales, and operations. And if you are the founder or the executive team, you are in none of them. Let me repeat this. You are in none of them. You're, you don't do marketing. You don't do sales. You don't do operations. And operations means fulfillment, right? Whatever you're shipping, you don't ship. <laughs> so you either outsource it or you create a department inside your company. And if you have a department, you make them more responsible. You, you make them end-to-end responsible and they report to you every seven days about all marketing numbers, sales numbers, and operations numbers. And we will go later on into the details, how to create that dashboard and those reports in a helpful way. But the first step, if you are listening right now and you are still in one of those three activities working in marketing, sales, or operations, you have to get out if you want to be around in the next years because somebody needs to work on the business. So on the form, fit, and function of the marketing process, on the form, fit, and function of the sales process, on the form, fit, and function of how you onboard clients, get referrals from them, and make them become super fans and ambassadors of your brand. And all these things are working on the business. And I'm not yet speaking about joint ventures that you definitely wanna start, right? Small joint venture partner, 50 per year, so that you can do a weekly joint venture affiliate promotion campaign, having 50 people promote you per year. You want to also have one big joint venture partner. Our current joint venture partner is Google. Uh, it's, it's an amazing win-win-win. Google has a program called um, Grow with Google. They want to help small and medium businesses grow. Guess what? They don't have the time and capacity to coach each of that small businesses that enrolls for the program. But they want to they wanna ensure that their clients get the best 
of the best and of course that they also grow right so it's a win-win-win they bring uh, small and medium businesses uh, we coach them and everybody wins so who is your dream list with the top 100 big joint venture partners that are in your field but they are a platform or they are somebody who has the same target audience but different offers and you want to team up with because that's the smartest way of, of, of promoting each other. Mm. And now you need time for that. So partnerships. Partnerships. Okay. So, so, so um, our, our audience are um, predominantly in the direct-to-consumer e-commerce space. Um, and, and so, you know, a, a lot of them, in order to get to where they are, you know, in, in revenue, have had to sort of roll up their sleeves, you know, Maybe in the past to, to get in, involvement in, in in the marketing of their businesses, I guess the sales and marketing is is fused into one when you really think about it. Um, just due to the fact that you know promotions are you know on paid media or organic, it's it's the sales go on with, with the marketing. Um, how do they divorce themselves from from that function, especially if acquisition has been the main way and they they've been able to do it? You know. Um, main way of acquiring customers or growing up until now? What are the, how do they do it effectively? So, so nothing really, you know, essentially breaks that could fundamentally affect, you know, their, their free cash flows. And what would you suggest to, to these, uh, you know, e-commerce operators and founders? We are doing this every week. It's the 90 days strategy sprints program. And I can share with you the, the rough sketch of the three things that we do. There are three habits and three strategies that we implement with them. So the three habits, daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit, they answer the question, what the heck is really in your control when nothing is in your control? Because the markets, you know, they do whatever they want, uh, especially right now. And, um, and if, if you cannot control the markets, uh, because life changes, right? In that region, there is a war starting. That changes everything for, for your clients' needs. And that changes everything for your supply chain, your product, your campaigns. So if nothing is in your control, what is really in your control? And there are three things. The daily habit is everybody in the team, starting with you, writes down how they are allocating their time today. And then in the evening, they get two reflective questions if they use our templates that they can download at strategiesprints.com. In the, in the evening, before they shut down their computer and design the daily flow of tomorrow, they will be asked two things. Of all the things that I did today, which one will I delegate tomorrow? And if I would live more freely and more intentionally, what will I do tomorrow? Two simple questions. But if you do this every day, you will soon find patterns. And so that thing that you find there, you will want to have more time for. And that thing that you find there that you can delegate, you will now find out if you Cut it, outsource it, automate it, or delegate it in that order. And that's a daily practice that if you start it as the CEO and everybody, and it trickles down, we have everybody in the team up to customer service, VAs doing it because everybody should be a leader. And so I have my teams right now um, hiring people, interviewing people. I don't know even who they are hiring because I can trust them so much because that trickled down. We did it for months and for years together. I was always doing it in front of them. So all the, all the governance tools that, that I expect them to do, I do myself every day and I show them how I'm doing them. And so now everybody's a leader. Uh, I could go, I could exit my company today and it would still run because we have implemented the daily habit. Now, the weekly habit is... Okay, what are the marketing numbers, sales numbers, and operations numbers that we want to have every seven days? Not every month from your CRM, every seven days. And by seven days, I mean we want to talk about it every seven days, half an hour, just to learn from it. What does it mean? What do we do more? What do we do less? But it's really a real-time dashboard. So, for example, your marketing numbers. Um, how many people were on the site? How many did buy? How many hopped off before, before, the, uh, before cart completion? Let's say a, a cart hop off. Uh, sales numbers, 
might be um, a your currency. All right, how many how many deals closed? Yeah. How many purchases? I, I think it's it's easier. I I do think it's easier in in the context of e-commerce to to get this these data points, um, particularly the first few you spoke to, um, just because. They're, they're easy. So, so in e-commerce, the, there is obviously the ultimate action is purchase. Then you have initiate checkout. You have um, add to carts, and then you 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 have product views, and then you also have the ability to to how many emails have we captured or SMS? You know, um, mobile numbers have of we captured have those numbers. Yeah. But how many executive teams talk about it for half an hour every seven days? Learn from that and change strategy and strategy execution yeah. every seven days. So, so that data so capture is so important, is, right? One of the problems in e-commerce is that they they gather too many data points and too many fancy data points, not the real important ones. So they will talk. They will gather 180 data points instead of focusing on the three marketing metrics, the three sales metrics, and the three operations metrics. And when I say operation metrics, is how many people referred you to somebody else, client referrals, how many colleague referrals, affiliate affiliate marketing numbers every seven days, how many affiliates sent an email to their list that converted, how much did it convert? What was the email open rate? What was the email conversion rate from marketing numbers, sales number, and ops numbers? And change the strategy and execution plan. Your whole team in all countries is aligned, and everybody has one goal for that week. And they're all working towards that goal. They report about that goal, and they don't just report what they did and what the outcome was, but also what they propose to improve, and which part of the SOP manual of the standard operating procedures they did improve based on what they learned this mm. week. That's an agile mm. company. So, so you have two components. So, so you have two components. And agile is really important. Because agile means how quickly can you adapt to new stuff. Right. So, so you have two components from, from what I gather. And, um... and new stuff means really uh, two things. It means velocity, resilience, and agility. So velocity. It's not just the speed of how much you sell. Velocity is, are you as a whole company moving in the right direction at the right speed? Because you can sell a lot of stuff online, but it's maybe the wrong stuff or it's at the wrong price. That's why velocity in physics has both direction and price. And as you know, there are times where you can sell a lot of stuff, but you are maybe selling to the wrong people in the wrong way at the wrong price. And that will, will um, decrease your positioning strength, your leverage, and your comparison to, to competitors. And, and when you get the price down, for example, you, it's really hard to get it up again. So sometimes, Yes, maybe you are selling a lot, but of the wrong things to the wrong people the wrong way at the wrong price. So that's the velocity check. And we want to have this discussion every seven days because if you have it monthly or bi-monthly, the moment you catch the weak signal, it's too late to react. This is why businesses go out of business right now, these months, because they don't catch the, the weak signals early enough. Mm. The weak signals. You want to have the 0.3% variation from your four weeks moving average and last four weeks moving average. You want to have it today. And this is, for example, something that I don't see in dashboards when people show me that in e-commerce. I don't see the four weeks moving average and the last four weeks moving average compared to this week. Because usually it's not a standard function of, of, of data collection, but it's something that in 20 years of coaching CEOs, that I have, uh, you know, I have learned this the hard way, that you really need this because otherwise you don't see the slight variations. I call them the weak signals that will tell you early, oops, there is a surprise coming up. There is a plus, a plus 0.3% something working better. So what is it? Is it a product, a process, the timing, uh, the creative, the positioning, the ads? What is it exactly? 
And um, yes, you want to have a ton of data, but you, you need to focus on the on the right few data points. So it must be few data points, otherwise you don't see this. And it must be quick in terms of four weeks moving average compared to this week. From a dashboard standpoint, um, what 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 key metrics should should you, should we have in an e-commerce you know dashboard, um, particularly for you know direct consumer you know brand? Pick three marketing numbers, three sales numbers, and three ops numbers. They depend on the maturity level of your company, on how how long have you been in in business, and the maturity level of your products. It, it, it's different if they are three months old or three years old. It's different in terms of revenue, in terms of profitability, in terms of it, if it's a one-off or a subscription. If it's a, if it's a subscription in ops, you need a cohort churn rate per cohort. If it's a one-off, you need the profitability, you need the cash flow. But pick your three numbers. And the most important thing is just three. Three for marketing, three for sales, three for ops. The next thing is four weeks moving average of the last four weeks and four weeks moving average of the four weeks before. And then this week, and you compare that delta. And the next thing is that you ask your team, okay, what's your target? So if our number right now is four per week, let's say four, what's your target? And let them set the goals. Accept everything that is above five. So you should always have an, an increment but they tell you the ambition level. They might say nine, okay, take it. They might say five, take it also, because it's not really important. Important is that next week is higher than this week. So you will always have, and in our dashboards, they have two colors. We have the blue one, which is the current, and we have the red one, which is target. The only important thing is that target is always slightly higher and everybody sees it on one dashboard every day. Because if your team doesn't see it, you have the overview, but they don't have the overview. So let's say they are improving one little part. They are coding the cart. If they don't know what they're doing, they don't know when it's finished. It's as simple as that. They need to have the definition of done and they need to set it. So they will only know if they know their three marketing numbers, the three sales numbers and the three ops numbers that you as a whole team are working towards. That's why it's important that it's just three three times three, because now everybody in your team, even if it's a VA in, in a country far away from you, and they are just coding the cart, but they will know exactly when the cart is done because it will contribute to one of these three numbers going up. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen the brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with a subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x.
Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Okay, you, you talked about earlier on in our conversation, two levels, having two levels above fulfillment, um, you know, stacked up. Do you want to sort of break down exactly what you mean because th- these were one of the lever points that enabled you get your time back yeah definitely so if you are the ceo there are only five things that you need to do the first one is the company vision in three years write it down on five pages what's the purpose Who is working with you in three years on the team side? Who is working with you on the customer side? How do you change their life when your customer, the end customer, the consumer, when they get home, uh, how do they look like when they go to dinner? What do they tell their spouse? What do they tell their kids? How your product uh, made, made a little moment better. Are they excited? Are they more relaxed? Are they more open? So describe the impact that you have on your customers, on your suppliers, on your colleagues, why people want to work with you and which kind of people want to work with you and how it feels to work with you. And why, if you wouldn't do what you do, uh, people would miss, miss it. And what exactly would they miss? So describe that on five pages. That's the company vision. It's really important and that's your job as a CEO. The second job is hiring. That's probably the most important and also the hardest part. That's why in my book, Strategies Brains, the last two chapters, chapter 12 and chapter 13, are literally my hiring checklist, my hiring blueprints. It took me 18 years to find a good hiring process from, you know, posting it to interviewing people, to demoing people, to having their their first contract and then to expanding their contract to a longer position and and to define all metrics involved in there and what to look at and what is really a waste of time for you and for them and what is what really matters and how to filter people out and how to onboard them the right way so that when you have them on the team they don't jump off after three months because i had all of these things i had hiring the wrong people because i was in a hurry i had hiring the right people, but losing them early after four months because I had no SOP for the onboarding part. I was just improvising every onboarding. Mm-hmm. So they just saw confusion on your end. They're like, you know, I've been hired. But what am I going to do? You're not prepared for them, are you? At the exactly. Time. Exactly. And then either it, it, it sucks too much time out of you because we have to coach all of them. Or yeah. they are just lost and confused, and they move forward. And they move on. If yeah. they are, if they are good people, they they're will bored. Move forward. Exactly, so, they're just bored. Yeah. Yes, and they go like, "This is unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, I'm an excellent person. I, I can go yeah. better than this. I deserve better. So, exactly. Yes, and so that's why you really need uh, people onboarding processes for each role, for each role. Yeah. And yeah. I know this is the boring thing. Come on, if we are CEOs, that's the last thing that we like to do. Mm -hmm. It's the most boring thing on planet Earth to describe all positions in in minutiae details, how many hours uh, each one takes and what the expectation is and how often they need to report. I get it. And that's why I was avoiding it and pushing it uh, away. 
But if you avoid it now, this will have its price later on when they jump off. And the problem is only the good people will jump off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The non-A players, they will stick around. So you it's is you know, you, you see the problem with it. And yeah. that's why if you really want to cut corner, the shortcuts is right here. Strategies prints, chapter twelve, chapter thirteen are literally the blueprints that check. We'll, we'll we'll link to your Amazon, we'll link to your Amazon listing. Okay, so so we talk about the 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 vision, establishing the vision. Um, we will talk about hiring. What the other? Um, I think you talk about five. That then you may talk about five. Yeah. So we had vision and we have hiring. The third thing is a quick competitive analysis once a month. That's our monthly habit. And the first question is even more important than who are our top three competitors is what else can the buyer do? So go on the consumer side and think what else can they do? Because maybe the alternative is not just buying something from your competitors. Maybe the alternative is doing something completely different, like doing nothing or hiring um, Lisa, the intern, to do it instead of buying the product or renting the product or borrowing the product. You know, there are so many variations, alternatives to buying your product. And that's the first part. And um, with our tools, you can do it in half an hour, once a month, which I think is very efficient. And so that's what you should do, competitive analysis. And it's six steps, but these are the two first steps. Alternatives, then features, analyze your features, 10 top features. Where are your competitors winning? Where are you winning? And then out of that, our tool will calculate the three buckets. Bucket one, you are losing cut costs. Bucket two, you are meh, your competitor is meh, okay, reduce costs. You will not invest more into that product in terms of time or money. And then the third bucket, you are winning right now against your competitor. So invest more in it. Now you take from the left bucket, let's say you have saved now 20% on the left side for in next month's budget, because you, remember, we plan every seven days. It's a strategy sprint. So you have four times the chance to change next month's budget. So you will take the 20% that you saved on the left side and you will put it on the right side. Because if you improve the left side, best case, you will have mediocre results and you don't want to be mediocre. Not in these times. These are not times to be mediocre. These are times to have defendable mode and to crush it. So otherwise, you know, everybody can substitute you quickly. Yeah. And, and sometimes people think that defendable mode is at the product level. But from what I'm picking up, it's very operational also in terms of what you do, making your daily habits, you know, these habits um, unique in a way that no one else can outwork you. No one else can sort of outproduce you. Is, is that what I'm what I'm exactly because right. on the product level, come on, everybody can build something in China, put a label on it, make it similar to yours. Even Amazon itself, they will compete with your and as you know, they have the data and they will compete with you. If it's good, they will compete with you and you have no chance unless you have built up a loyal audience and a great story behind the product because the product is half product, Absolutely. half story. Yeah. So if you have a stronger story you might survive that, that competition. If you don't have a great story and a loyal fan group, super fans buying and rebuying and talking about your stuff, well, then it's easy for somebody to wipe you out in a minute. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. So, so after the competitive analysis, what, what are the components, what are the habits um, should, should you know, um, just high-level CEOs um, adopt? Yeah. So it's the vision, the hiring, the competitive analysis. Number four is culture. And culture means, of course, you have governance. You mean all the rules, right? What is the minimum standard that if you don't deliver that, you are out? And you have to execute on that. So I'm sorry to say that, but you have to fire. You have to fire quickly. And this is the hardest part. It's not complicated. It's pretty simple and straightforward, um, but it's hard to do on an emotional level. And um, I certainly uh, it, it, it took many, many rounds until I got it right and, um, and did it on a professional level. Also about that, there is a chapter in the book. 
but it's really tough because you have to be quick and you have to be uh, objective. And now this goes back to why the onboarding is important because in the onboarding, you will write down in, uh, if you use our tool, it's a spreadsheet, you will, you will write down specifically what your expectations are in terms of quality of time estimations and um, what you expect. And you will need this document um, filled out in that moment when you have to fire. Because otherwise, on what are you basing this decision, right? So you have to be quick and you have to have that document. We call it the job scorecard with all the tasks, expectations, and current results and targets. And you need to, to show the Delta once and say, okay, what's your plan to change that? Okay, go change that. One week later, okay, show me what you changed. Nothing changed. All right. Okay. Because that sounds hard, but if you don't do it, this will be the signal for everybody else. The standards here are not really consequential. Mm. And then you have no standards. Mm. And that was the beginning of the end of the Roman Empire after 700 years of glory. <laughs> they started to cut corners and every other empire also later on. Super, super interesting. Super, super interesting. Okay, so, so what's, what's the fifth layer? So, so we, we talked about, you know, establishing that vision, um, which would be five pages. Your vision in three years' time should be five pages, hiring um, and firing, you know, well, quickly. Competitive yeah. analysis on a monthly basis, um, you know, speaking to, you know, features and also um, just establishing certain metrics to compare, you know, your, yourselves against. And then um, the the final is really, or the fourth was was culture and, and the governance of um, of, of your um, your operations. Essentially, you know, what are the rules? What are your minimum standards? And then having a check a check facility to to really check back on on it to ensure that um, you know everything is is going along. Um, you know that culture and governance route. So, what would be the final sort of pillar? The final one is keep the whole firm simple while it grows. And that sounds easy. It's not easy at all because everybody who has scaled the company knows for each country, there will be one legal situation that pops up and then you will lawyers and then you will have a new contract and a new SOP and a new variation. So easily things start to get bloated and complicated. It's really important that you keep things simple. Otherwise, your firm will soon feel like a corporation. And believe me, nobody wants to work in a corporation anymore. They never want it, but now they have the chance. They can go take the stimulus, buy Bitcoin, and be much happier. So <laughs> it's important now that we keep things simple. So... And by the way, Bitcoin, I, I think it can make everybody happy right now. Not financial <laughs> advice. Uh, <laughs> be quick. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So um, the, the key of keeping things simple is on two levels. The SOP manual, make sure things are, are just five sentences, no screenshots, super simple, five sentences. So all processes are simple, fun, and repeatable. That's one thing. Okay, so make sure if you have a COO, that's their job. If you don't, then make it your job for a while. Things need to stay simple as you grow. Otherwise, you will get crazy because every country has a different tax and different legal. And if you make that overrun you, you will soon be lost in the woods and not see the trees anymore. So keep things simple on the SOP side. The other side is the number of projects and activities that people run. So we help our clients limit the number of projects that they run at a time. We tell them don't run more than 10 projects per quarter. So we always plan 90 days. And in those 90 days, we allow 10 projects. So now they have to discuss which are the most important 10 projects. And um, there is a helpful triage question to define. Because when they do the list for the first time, it's around 50 to 70 projects per firm. Sometimes even 100, 120. So 
let's say they make a list of 60 projects that they are running right now. How can you help them as a CEO? How can you help all departments slim down, prioritize? We ask three questions. So if they hit one of those three boxes, they stay on the list. If not, they're off the list for these 90 days. They might go into backlog, but those 90 days, 10 projects, and they have to tick one of those three boxes. First, does this project increase our sales frequency by 25%? And that means either shortening question. the sales time or you know, upselling, uh, cross-selling more. So does it increase by 25% the frequency of our sales? Yes, no. Second question, does it increase by 25% the price we charge for the same thing? Now, this is important for marketing. Should we do this marketing campaign or not? Well, if, if we can charge a higher price because the story is better, the positioning is better, yes. But marketing has to show it during those 90 days. Otherwise, no. It's just an awareness campaign. Don't waste your time and money on that. So 25% price. And the third, can it increase by 25% the conversion rate out of the existing leads? Same amount of leads on your website, same amount of leads on your platforms, but the conversion rate is 25% higher. And that might be from cart to finish or from start to cart, but it must be a relevant conversion metric for you, not just in the awareness or engagement stage, really in the closing, in the purchase zone. Three questions. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, and they're very important questions. And, you know, that 25% is, 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 is not overwhelming. It's, it's a good threshold to, to make net adjustments in the right direction um, over time. And, you know, when that sort of accumulates um, on a quarterly basis, you know, um, half a year, and, and the, the, you see that the bottom line actually gets a, a significant uplift, you know, um, 12 months on in a financial year. There is a magic moment in three times 25% in this context because it compounds to plus 99% revenue per quarter. So you can double revenue four times in a year if you do this consistently. Of course, it takes some discipline. That's why we have certified strategy sprints coaches that can do this one one on one with you, mm -hmm. and they come with two hundred seventy four blueprints. Mm -hmm. So we but can we can go on and on and on. You know, today, you know, around. Um, I mean, the content of your book is is very very interesting. Um, you're 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 published by Cogan Page, um, which is the friends of ours. Um, would you say? The book speaks specifically to leaders, to CEOs um, and, and founders of, um, of, of e-commerce businesses, obviously it's of business in, in, in general. It is written for CEOs because I'm a CEO. I had to solve my problems in scaling mm -hmm. my business and keeping it simple. And I shared my blueprints. But I'm getting uh, Amazon reviews uh, that tell me, hey, I'm a product manager. You helped me so much. And so basically, I'm getting also other growth-related roles inside mm -hmm. of firms, uh, heads of sales, heads of product that tell me, hey, I'm also revenue responsible end-to-end, -end, and I have the same problems, you know, mapping the value and improving each stage of the value chain and improving the conversions and the pricing. Um, so there are also other roles. As soon as you are end-to-end -end responsible for growth and for revenue operations, mm -hmm. Then, uh, then this book is for you. No, it's 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 incredible because I, I would say with what you've spoken to thus far in our conversation, um, this is almost like a CEO's blueprint um, for growth. That that is how I would have read, you know, um, titled the book. Um, just in the sense that um, I'm just looking at the table of content. I'll just read it out to to a few people. You know, eliminate the competition, nail your message and your brand, your growth path plan. Uh, real-time decision making with strategy print method. So it's it's like almost like a sprint methodology to to doubling you, you know you, to a CEO doubling their sales daily flow. Um, find traction instead of distraction in your ideal week. You know the value ladder, predictable sales and reaching more people. Feedback. So it's it's a very structured 
you know, approach, very strategic. Another one is called the seven elements of marketing, positioning, traction, reusable content pieces, email automation, retargeted ads, um, unique mechanisms, you know, irresistible offer, and then your assets, 30 minute pitch, hiring, you know, some are more general, but you still see the application in e-commerce. So it's a very leadership driven book that that's my takeaway from this conversation. So I'd like to thank you for, for sharing, you know, your, a tip of the iceberg um, for those of people, those people who want to learn more, um, they obviously can, um, you know, search for your book. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's called Strategy Sprints, 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile, um, you know, business. You're Simon Severino. Um, Simon, beyond the book, do you offer, you know, um, workshops specifically, again, um, for, for the retail industry, for e-commerce, you know, um, founders looking to increase their productivity, essentially? Yes, we do one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. and it's always in 90 days cycles and it, it shares the 274 blueprints that, that we have wrote together in the Sprint University that many like you call the CEO University. And it's really about how the blueprints and the shortcuts for you so that you survive these funky years, keep crashing. What about accountability? Do you, is, is, there, is it a feedback, is there a feedback loop? you know, over the 90 days, um, you know, with with your students, you know, actually reporting numbers and, and then you helping them to fine tune, um, you know, the way they navigate um, essentially their, their, their boats or businesses. Absolutely. Because we have a dashboard together. So if you start a strategy sprint in the first week, your sprint coach, we, the sprint coach will be assigned based on your industry and your goals. And mm-hmm. then they will create a game plan after a diagnosis. And in those game plan, every one of your weeks, the next 12 weeks, every week will solve one bottleneck that they identified. And say one bottleneck, it's um, the number of conversions from cart to completion, et cetera. Each week has one, one bottleneck to solve. And over the 12 weeks, 12 times, you will discuss your dashboard. So you will have a dashboard together. You, your whole team, and your sprint coach have one progress tracking dashboard together and you see your marketing numbers your sales numbers your operations numbers moving up slightly every week because and so you have 12 of these quality control loops and what we measure is velocity are are you moving in the right direction at the right pace for your growth goals and that has a hundred percent accountability loops because when you know that every seven days everything will be measured what is more, what makes you more accountable than that when you know by, that you have by, to... Yeah, by Thursday, Friday, you start looking. And with yeah. a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, you're, you're, I just want to thank you for, for coming on, you know, sharing a tip of the iceberg, as I said, of, of your knowledge. It's a treasure trove. Um, thank you. Cheers. Thank you for doing this. Keep rolling, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it, answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.